much for joining us today on episode number 51 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the concept of being a runner. You are a runner. If you run, you are a runner. And we're going to talk about why some people sometimes have a hard time accepting that identity and what are some of the benefits and maybe some of the downfalls of accepting that identity as a runner. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So the whole idea of the episode is, yes, everyone is a runner. It's a it's a very welcoming activity that is not that hard to get into. You throw on a pair of running shoes, head out the door, and you're a runner. And yet people put up these walls and barriers, and they, they live with the world of, I'm not really a runner. Yeah, I talk to my friends about this all the time. Uh, just the concept of, I am a runner. Are, are, are you a runner? And she's like, no, well, no, I'm not really a runner. I, I run, or I, I jog, but I'm not really a runner. Like I, I hear that from people all the time, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, new runners have a, a real hard time getting into this of, of fully accepting the title of actually running. Sometimes there's there's a poor comparison to the people around them. Maybe the people around them have been running for years. Maybe they've got a friend who's a particularly fast runner and it just sets up this very awkward comparison that says like, "Oh, I'm not I'm not good enough or I'm not fast enough. I haven't been doing this long enough to be a runner." Yeah, people always like to compare themselves to others and it just really sets them up for not a very good mindset. And then there's that group of people that also have are transition into running from another sport like myself. I was, you know, in team sports growing up and I was definitely not on the cross country team or the track team, and so I was never a runner and I actually hated running. So taking on the identity of a runner was definitely something that I did not do easily um, because running was just something that I did, not really a part of who I was. Right. It definitely was not an identity for you. And we deal with this at the start of every cross country season. We get the kids who come in, they're like, well, I'm a soccer player. So, I mean, I can run, but I'm definitely not a runner. It, it, it leads to whole different levels of commitment. Who's going to come to practice and who's like, oh, no, no, I've got this and it'll be okay if I miss practice because I'm not really a runner. Soccer is my thing or whatever the other thing is. Mm-hmm. Running's just like something they do. It's more like a hobby. Right. But or it, something that they do to stay in shape. Something they do to stay in shape. It's, it's one of the things they do to stay in shape, but it's not an identity. Right. Or that they do to prepare for their other sport. Yes, it's a a preparation for something else. But the idea of runner as as part of your identity, I think, really changes the way that you can exercise. It changes the whole way that you approach running when it becomes an actual part of your identity. Yeah, that's interesting. And it just made me think, I wonder, like the people that have a hard time identifying themselves as a runner how much of that came from their experience when they were younger like in high school when they were in team sports or maybe they were in drama and you know they weren't athletic but now that they are older and they're a mom and they're trying to get in shape and just feel good about themselves or they're trying to get healthier they're trying to lose weight whatever reason they're starting to run now that they're older they still have some of that mindset from when they were like a a high school kid 
not identifying themselves in that way. Oh no, they were they were not in the running group, and so their their identity is still well. I'm not a runner. Runners were were that group of kids over there, and I'm I'm somebody else. And maybe they run now. I, I see it when the kids come back. You know, as as a high school teacher, every once in a while, I get alumni that come back and just stop by to say hi. And I've had kids that never ran for me here, but got into running. And I'm like, oh, oh, you run now? And they're like, eh, kind of. Oh, well, how many half marathons have you done? Exactly. Yeah. Then they start rattling off the, the number of races. I've done six half marathons and this and that. And they are definitely a runner, but they're still not accepting that. Right. I mean, it, it's the, the second point I have here of veteran runners, people who have been running for a long time, but when they first got into it, they didn't mentally make that transition of calling themselves a runner and so now they still have this mind frame of not a runner and they've had it for years the the thing is they keep trying to say oh well once I do that then I'll be a runner once I do that then I'll be a runner and what they're really doing is just putting up these justifications that they're they're not they just keep setting up arbitrary imaginary boundaries that keep them out of the world from keep them keep them from being fully connected to the running world right there's no magic race pace, distance, amount of years that magically make you into a runner. Oh, if I run a full marathon, then then I'll finally be a runner. I, I hate that. You know, it's, it's just not true. People say, oh, yeah, I, I run, but I, I only do half marathons. So, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you're a runner. Like, you train, you get up, you go out the door, you run, you put, you know, foot to pavement. You're a runner. I mean, I... I love racing. I think that it is great, and I think that most people should, for whatever benefit, go out and race from time to time. But I don't think that you need to to be a runner. You know, I think that it adds a huge extra component to running, and I think that it really provides a, a great positive to running. But there's a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, I mean, I run five days out of the week, but I don't race, so I'm not a runner. Still doesn't count. Yeah, so like anything in life, there are benefits of finally accepting that identity of runner, but there can also be some negatives of it too. And so we are going to talk about both today. So let's start with the good stuff. What are some of the benefits of actually accepting that identity of a runner? Once you fully accept it, you can then look into your identity of a runner and find your own strength and weaknesses. You know, everybody's got some things that they lean on. They're like, oh, I can always fall back and I can do this. You know, we've got kids on the team that, like, no matter what happens, they always have a finishing kick at the end of the race. Mm-hmm. The early or at, part, the, at the end of a practice. Or at the end of a practice, <laughs> yeah. It's just an easy three miles and they sprint the final hundred meters of it. You know, you've got that kid. You've got kids that are strong on hills. As a runner, there's something that is your strong point, but there's always weak points, and then it gives you something to work on. Right, and if you don't fully accept the identity of runner, I think sometimes you can just blow those off. Like, your weaknesses, instead of looking at your weaknesses as areas that you need to improve upon, you can just say, well, I'm weak in that area, but it's because I'm not a runner. Yeah, it's a very quick justification of, I don't even have to work on that weakness, because this isn't really even a thing I, this is just a thing I do on the side. Side, mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about it. I'll just take care of the strengths. And then if you're, you know, quote, not a runner, but then you do races periodically, you're not going to see improvement because you're not trying to actually
actually improve. You're not actively going about trying to make yourself better. Right. So if this is something that you do in your life, there's a reason that you're doing it. And there's different reasons for everyone. But maybe you want to go out and maybe you want to do races. Maybe you want to see your times improve. Maybe you want to get faster. So you can do that by looking at yourself and your training and figuring out your strengths and weaknesses like Kevin was talking about and doing things like speed work or strength training or things like that to help promote you to get faster and to achieve those goals. It makes sense. It's it's where I was going with this of, and I know it gets a little kind of up in the head, but it's be the best runner you can. Like once you've accepted this identity, be the best one you can be in in any area of your life. Strive for greatness. So if you're someone who goes out and you get in some runs about three times a week, go and be good at that. If running is just the thing that you do to help you mentally relax, make sure that you you actually do it. That when you head out for a run, you are getting that mental relaxation. If you're trying to improve your times, find the ways to improve your times. But whatever whatever type of runner you you are, whatever um, you know your motivation is, be the best version of that runner that you can possibly be. Right. And that's one of the benefits, the biggest benefits of accepting that identity as a runner. You can think about it and figure out why you run and figure out what running adds to your life and how you can become the best version of yourself in that endeavor. Yeah, it's really hard to to build on your identity if you don't see it as a as a component. If it's just this sort of like small thing you do on the side, it's hard to then commit to it on on days where it's a challenge. And there are days where running is a challenge. There are days that that don't go smoothly. And if it's just like this, you treat it as something that you just kind of keep on the back burner. It's hard to persevere through tougher times. Right, and like you said, just because you don't want to do races or get faster. If if you're one of those kind of people that just love running for the release and for the sense of calm and for the sense of me time, you're still a runner. And identifying yourself as that and say, I- I'm a runner and I run because it helps me to relax. It helps me to spend time bettering myself. That identity allows you to then own that even more. And on those days where it is hectic and you have the kids running all around you and you've got so many things going on, knowing that you are a runner and you need that run to help center you, to help calm you, to help make you a better mother or father or spouse or employee, whatever it is, that run, because of your identity as a runner, that run is so important to you and who you are and how you then show up for the rest of your life that you're going to be more committed to getting that run in. Right. I mean, you, you nailed that. That was, that was perfectly said by, by connecting it to, to part of you, it gives greater commitment. And I think by, by being fully committed to it, you can then gain benefits from running that apply throughout your life. You know, the, the lessons that you learn how to, how to calm yourself, how to deal with adversity, the lessons that you learn out on the road or the trail or wherever you do your stuff, those can then further and apply instead of just treating this as, oh, it's a thing off to the side. If it's a thing off to the side, then it can't apply to the rest of your life. And running provides amazing lessons for 
everything in your life. Right. It proves to you so many time and time and time again all the things that you are capable of in your life. And when you help to self-identify that way, it can then carry over. You can say, well, I achieved this in running. I, I was able to do this, and I never thought that that was possible. So now I am facing this other obstacle that I have in my life, and this does not look like a surmountable obstacle. But I did it in running, so why can't I do it now? Right, and then and you can do the, the reverse. I, I was able to overcome this thing in my life. Look at what I can do as a runner. The, the overlap is always there if you are committed to all areas of your life. Yeah, definitely. So we have a little challenge for you. If you are a part of our Real Life Runners tribe on Facebook, I want you guys to go in there today, right after you listen to this episode, Unless you're driving, of course, then wait until you're pulled over on the side of the road. <laughs> Pull over right now and do <laughs> Or, or in, until you get home. I want you guys to go in there, and I want you to just put up a post. You can add a picture if you want. We'd love to see your picture. But I just want you to write, I am a runner because, and then just fill it in. Let us know why you are a runner. And, and I want you to actually use that sentence, I am a runner because. So I want to see how many we'll get in the tribe. And if you're not a part of our Facebook tribe, you can go over to the website to request access. It's realliferunners.com and you can request access in our Facebook group. And if you don't have Facebook, you can um, leave us that comment in iTunes. You can leave us a review and just put, I am a runner because, and leave us a comment there in iTunes and, uh, and a review. And we will we'll definitely see it there. Oh, definitely see that. You know, and, and by being part of that group, that's just another way to connect yourself as a runner. I love the connection to anybody else. You know, I don't have a team that I run with now, but I still, I have the team I coach. We got our tribe, even just people that I pass in the morning that I pass them regularly. Like every Saturday morning, there's a few people that I know, oh, there's going to be this guy. There's going to be that woman. That's my, that's my crew. That's my running team. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so like we said, there are benefits, major, major benefits of accepting the identity of the runner. But there can also be a a couple downfalls, and we want to just speak about a couple of these really quick to help you avoid these downfalls. Because while it is very important to accept this identity of runner and all these benefits that that can bring to your running life and to your mental clarity and to your commitment to running, there are also some negatives. So what's the first negative? Well, if... If I am a runner becomes your only identity, then you start getting issues. Right. And one of those major issues is what if a race doesn't go well? If you set out to achieve a goal and your race doesn't go well and your failure in that race, you might see it as a failure, right? If you don't achieve your time or if you don't finish a race or something happens, right? You might think to yourself that you failed in that race, which then some people then take that to carry over into their failure as a runner and then their failure as a person. Right. If if runner is your major identity and a race didn't go well, or I mean, even take it to a minor level, if running is your thing and you miss a run, like if you go a day and or you got sick or you're hurt or something and you lose running for two to three days in a row, mm-hmm. do you lose everything about yourself? Mm-hmm. If you're so committed. You might jump on the crazy train. Oh, you know, completely. Some people who jump on the crazy train when they miss their it, runs. It, 
if running is such a key identity to you, and I'm I'm a bit of a victim of this one myself. Yes, you are. I, I've I've had a race that that went poorly, and I was I was not a nice person to be around for a while afterwards, mm-hmm. because it's so tied up in who I am that. Um, you know, if it goes poorly, it's not just that thing in running went poorly. It's I, as a person, failed. Right. And that is a definitely very dangerous, slippery slope that people can find themselves on. Right. You got an idea of how to how to help this? Well, I, like you said before, I think that you have to change the mindset into not a failure, but an experiment. We've talked about that before, that every race that you run is an experiment to see what you can do. And there is no such thing as failure. You just, this is a checkpoint along the way. That race might not have gone exactly how you planned it, but what good things did you learn from that race? What are some of the good things that you figured out? And what are some of the negative things that you figured out? You know, maybe your fueling wasn't correct. Maybe your hydration wasn't correct. Maybe you haven't been getting enough sleep. There's a lot of things that could have caused that race to go poorly. And it's a good way for you to step, take a step back and disconnect from that identity as runner and instead just look at that as just an experience in your life instead of something that is saying who you are as a human being. This is this is the identity that I've I've been trying to take on is not just I am a runner, but I am a runner experimenting on how to get better. Because, you know, our our daughters came home with their their like week one of school science experiment projects and both of them had to come up with a guess as to what would happen and then check and see whether that guess was correct and they were both so excited that they guessed correctly mm-hmm. and and I, I told the one I said you know what you know what it's called if you guess and you get it wrong and the experiment says that it didn't go correctly and she kind of looked with this question on her face and and she she was like I don't I don't know what that word is what is it and I said it's called learning you know, mm-hmm. when it doesn't go correctly, that's when you really learn. You can learn when things go smooth, but you can, it, the, the lesson is almost shoved in your face when mm-hmm. things go poorly. Yeah. I think a lot of times we learn m- more things by quote unquote failure, you know, learning from when things don't go smoothly or don't go as planned. I think we tend to learn a lot more than when they do. So what else do we have as, as negatives that can come with accepting this identity? Well, just along those same lines, I think that if there is a time when you might have an extended illness or an injury and you get sidelined from running for an extended period of time, that can be an issue for a lot of people because people that identify themselves as runner, then here they are, not just with a day or two off of running jumping on crazy trains, but here they are looking at a couple of months of rehab, you know, or a couple months of illness, and they might not know when they're going to be able to run again or if they're going to be able to run again. And then you kind of look at yourself and you're like, well, then who am I? If I'm not a runner, then who am I? I think that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you went through this when you decided to step away from the cross country team at Notre Dame. Yeah, that was that was an interesting transition from like October through the end of that year where I I wasn't running. I, I certainly wasn't running with the structure that I had had for the 
for the past several years. It was this sort of weird downtime of, I, I don't need to go out for a run today. And yet running was just such, such a part of me that I couldn't leave it for that long. I was trying to figure out who I was, what was going on in my life, was running something that I still really even wanted as part of it. Yeah, you were in kind of a negative place with your perception of running at that time too. Yeah, I was not a fan of running. Like I had been pushing so hard and and not in a healthy way. It was it was just it was taking over my life in not not a great manner. And so when I took it away, I just had this vacuum that I was trying to figure out what to do with that empty space then. It it was it was a rough time to try and come through. Mhm. So do you, what kind of suggestions might you have for people that might be injured right now? They might not be able to run right now but they miss it and they, they want to get back into it or, you know, they did identify themselves as a runner and now they're not able to do it. Now what? Well, you've got to come up with some other key identity, something that helps you that, you know, one of my big issues was I was a runner who kept trying to get faster. And so what was happening at that time, I kind of figured out early on that I still wanted to run. I enjoyed running and it was there and not that day and maybe not even that week, but I still wanted to run. I just needed to figure out how to do it as someone who wasn't necessarily trying to then be on the varsity team in college or trying to qualify for the Olympic trials. Exactly. Like it's, you it's, had to reassess your goals. I had to reassess goals. I had to figure out my, I had to redo my why. And my why was because I enjoy it. I enjoy different aspects. I enjoy the calmness, some solitude, some camaraderie. There's different aspects that are nice and you can get some of those. Even if you're hurt or you're sick, there was cross training. There was being more involved in, in other stuff, there were ways to connect to the why besides having to go out and hit, you know, 12 to 15 miles daily. That's really interesting. So you could still call yourself a runner. You could still accept the identity of a runner, but you changed your reason and your why you were a runner. And I think over time, I've gradually changed back into trying to now test physical limits, but test physical limits under my own control. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've completely come back to the competitive runner, but with a different mind frame, with like a healthier look of what competitive means mm-hmm. of, am I bringing the best that I can bring? And it might not be as fast as I was at 21, but am I bringing back the same ability to tap into the highest levels of my physical and mental self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. What do you think though, for people that find themselves out for an extended period due to injury where they're not able to run at all? Like it's not just about, you know, finding a new reason of why to run because, you know, they're not as fast as they used to be. They're not as competitive as they used to be, but maybe they're just physically unable to run. Then what? You need something else to fill the vacuum. You need uh, another thing that you can put as a major component of your life and, and accept that there's different, there's different seasons you know, you, you had that time where you were very emphasis, emphasized on running. You need something else that you can put a lot of, of time and care into that, that still brings you good levels of enjoyment. Find, you, find the why and find a different thing that answers that why. Okay. Now, here, here's a question. Do you think that it would be helpful 
for someone that fi- finds themselves in that situation, would it be helpful for them to disconnect the identity of runner, even if that means just temporarily? Yeah, I mean, I think you can always you can click away from it. It's going to be harder for some people. They almost have to know that I'm just I'm disconnecting briefly, mm-hmm. you know. But I will come back. This this will this is a part of me, and mm-hmm. it will return. Right. Um, but they do. They almost have to like flip a switch and be like, okay, that's not where I'm at. Yeah. You know, I've listened to some podcasts with like Olympic level athletes, and they go through marathon training cycles. They hit a peak race, and they go and then I took two weeks off from running. And right. these are people who are doing like 100, 120 miles a week. Yeah. And when they say off, they don't mean that they drop down to like a normal human level of 30 miles a week. They mean they didn't run mm-hmm. for 10 days. Right. Like that is a weird thing. And by the end of it, you know, you start getting a little like twitchy of they're ready to go again. When mm-hmm. you've got an injury that's going to sideline you for like six months, you need you need to shut that runner switch off and find something else to put your energy into. Yeah, I think that, that I think you're exactly right with that. You know, it is important for us to accept the identity of runner, but it can't be our only identity. And I think that's the key right there. When we look at that, the negatives and, and trying to balance all of this with our real life, like we always do, accept the identity of runner, like we said earlier, because there are a lot of benefits to accepting that identity. And if you run, you are a runner. We will say it time and time and time again. Kevin has won a full marathon. I will never do that in my life. (laughs) I know that. It's not, I'm not trying to, you know, sugarcoat anything or it's it's not going to happen. I am not that kind of runner, nor do I want to be. But running is still something that is very important to me. And I do now identify myself as a runner because I also think that that says something about who I am. And it says that I value my health and I value my strength and that I commit to doing something that's going to better myself every day. I think that's the other thing that that runner identity will also help us to accept and to live out. You know, we eat healthier because you're a runner and you want to support your body and you get better sleep because you're going to do this. So accepting that identity also allows you to make healthier choices in your life to support that identity. I think that's one of the huge takeaways out of this out of this episode is accepting the identity allows you to reach towards greatness in so many areas of your life. You know, one of the things that I wanted to, to talk about was how once you accept that identity, how it leads to such success and how it can help remove some nervousness if you decide to go racing. Okay. Yeah. So let's transition there now. So we talked about some benefits. We talked about some negatives and some not ne- not necessarily negatives, but just things to be aware of and, yeah. and look out for. Yeah. So now let's talk about once you do fully accept that identity of runner, let's talk about some of the really great things that this can add to your life. All right. I think racing is a huge area of running that that is is there for experimentation it's there for camaraderie it's there to help uh sort of check along the way of how how where you are on your path okay if you get so tied up in times it you can have some negatives to it but if you have the right attitude the right approach you can really remove some of the nervousness that shows up at the starting line okay and what 
kind of approach is that? Because I know a lot of people that are very plagued by nerves. I get nervous on the starting line. I think that almost everybody gets nervous and, and that that's a good thing. It's when the nerves are so much that you can't perform, that you are not at your best anymore, where the nerves actually decrease your performance because you're so amped up and so freaking out beforehand that it causes issues with you and anybody around you. Mm-hmm. Like no one even wants to talk to you before a race because you're just bringing them down. Mm-hmm. Okay, So if you come into the race of I am a runner and today I'm going to be the greatest runner that I can be today, mm-hmm. maybe I could be greater next week maybe I was greater last week but this today I'm going to bring the best I can possibly bring mm-hmm. that's the attitude and it helps remove some of some of the nerves which always show up yeah I mean, shoot the first time in any new distance that's a nervous thing mm-hmm. you know um like the first time that you approach these things if you come into a race without the idea of what you're going to do to it what you're bringing to that race it's it's tough to run the race. You end up running somebody else's race. Okay. But what if you really, really want to get a time, like really, really want to hit a PR, and you've been working really hard for it, and you made a trip to a destination race, and you feel like there's a lot of pressure, and a lot of people are not depending on you, but you know, there's a lot of people that made sacrifices to allow you to get to that place. That's a level of pressure that a lot of people put on themselves. It's pressure, and it, it, you have to understand. It goes back to you, what is your running why, you know? And is all of that pressure coming from the outside? Is that really pressure? Yeah. You know, are these people really, you know, banking on you being able to finish that race or finish it in a certain time, or are these things that you are just putting on yourself that are not really strong constraints? Mm-hmm. You know, are you just trying? Is the thing built up so big in your head mm-hmm. that it has become this like giant ball of fear? Try try reframing it. Yeah. Why do you have that desire for the PR? What does that number actually even mean? Why do you want that PR? And does it matter just to you? Or does it matter? Do you think it matters to your kids if you miss your PR by a minute? Or it, just, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Like there was something you said in one of your races. Wasn't there one of your races that didn't go well and you were really upset about it afterwards and then you thought about it and you realized that our girls have no clue, you know, they whether no or not idea. you did well or not did well. They just saw daddy running and no, dad, daddy dad crossed the finish line. And I mean, shoot, if it's a big race, almost every big race is going to put a medal around your neck and the kids will be like, look, you got a medal. And you know, inside you're just like, yeah, but it's not the medal I wanted. It's a participation medal. <laughs> but the kids, they're, you know, they're seven and they're like, woo, look at that. It's a medal. Way to go. You're the best. I love you. And go back and think about that and, and see the benefits that you're bringing to them, the bring, benefits you're putting into their lives Mm -hmm. you know yeah and I think that racing that is something that racing does give it racing allows us to test ourselves and to figure out what our true limits are because I never liked racing I'll tell you that for sure even when I started running when we started dating and all that stuff I hated racing because it was too much pressure and then people find out that you run and they're like oh what's your time and then if you feel like oh well maybe my time's not that great like you don't really want to say like there's a lot some people are embarrassed by their times and I used to feel that way too I I feel much less that way now and I I don't know if it's because I'm faster now or if it's also because I've 
mentally You've just identified. accepted that you're, you're a runner. It I think it's both. It's, it's a little you both. Know, I think it's both. But I think there is – people can have a sense of pride around their times and a sense of embarrassment in some situations, especially if you're speaking to people that you think are faster than you or that might judge you that you're not as fast as them. And in reality, I mean, I can tell you now – Anytime I talk to anybody that has done any sort of race, I've, I try to avoid that question now. I, I try to avoid like, oh, what's your 5K time or what's your half marathon time? Like, because does it matter? Like, how much does it matter? Unless, unless you're coming to me and asking me to help you hit a certain time and create a training plan for you to, you know, help you achieve a certain goal, then, then it's important for me to know then your time. Then it's important for me to know your time. Right. Or like if, if we're in a running group together and we need to figure out if we're going to be able to run together or if, you know, I'm better suited running with a, another group, you know, then I have to know how fast you run. But that's really the only reason that I would ask anybody anything anymore unless I feel like they want to talk about it sometimes you kind of get that vibe, sometimes you get the feel that you know? people want to get a little bit of yeah. a little brag in there and, and yeah. that's fine too and I love it when people brag about like I and you know encourage people go ahead and brag all you want to me because if that's going to make you feel good about yourself by telling me your time then fantastic then you know I'll be happy to listen to it yeah I, I love when people get excited about it I try to never mention my times unless people directly ask me yeah that's because no one is faster than well, you that's I swear I was in the middle of having a lovely <laughs> conversation with a guy the other day and he asked how fast I ran <laughs> I remember you told me that we were and at it, that party it promptly ended the conversation he walked away like, from you like he was like oh Oh, and then he like like pointed to somebody on the other side of the room and was like, "I gotta, I gotta go now." I'm like, oh, "We're having a nice conversation yeah, here." Yeah, but see, that's but that's part of the problem. It's the, in that guy's head. You are on some sort of other level, and he just became not a runner, right? And and that's not true. Like you would have loved to stand there and talk to that guy about running. It doesn't matter how fast he does it versus how fast you do it, because like we talk about in this podcast all the time, every runner goes through the same struggles. Every runner experiences the highs and the lows and trying to get the training in and trying to be committed and everybody has good runs and bad runs and it doesn't matter what time you run, you, you, everyone still has those same struggles. Yeah, I, this is this is one of the key things that I think connects like early newer runners, runners at any level, even all the way up to the elite level. Is everyone comes to the starting line, and to be the most successful, you have to have your running identity of you know who you are, so you can bring your best. So you don't get trapped trying to compare to somebody else. You don't get trapped trying to run in somebody else's way. You know what you want to do to that, that day. You have a plan of what you're going to accomplish, and then you can compare to yourself you can you that's the comparison not to some other guy you can't control who else is in there you know one of my students asked if i was going to win our school 5k again this you know this christmas and i'm like i don't know depends on who else shows up i know what i can do but it kind of depends on who else decides to come to come to the line that day yeah but i think that you're right though i think that regardless of your ability level people sometimes have hesitations when it comes to talking about their times and I I see it at your level and then I see it at people who self-identify as slow runners which I have a problem with but I think that like people that think that they're slow don't like to post their times because they're embarrassed by them they don't they're not fast enough when they compare themselves to other people so they don't think that their times are good enough to post and then I look at you 
And you're like, well, did I seem like a jerk when I posted that? Because you're posting ridiculous times. Like, in my opinion, they're ridiculous. I, see, I should, probably shouldn't even say that because it's it's just your running journey versus everyone else's running journey. But in your running life, you know, a five-minute mile and a six-minute mile and a seven-minute mile, those are that's the range that you're working with. You're working with, you know, four and a half, four minute to seven minute. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm more in the seven to 10 minute, you know, range, depending on if we're doing speed workouts or recovery runs or whatnot. And I think you put up a, a post about some workout that you did and everybody was commenting like how fast it was, but in your head, it wasn't a good workout because you didn't perform to the level that you wanted to perform to in that workout. And it's like, well, oh, boo-hoo, you know, five, five and a half minute mile wasn't good enough for you. But for you that day, it wasn't. And I think that, you know, I think it's kind of interesting that there is that two ends of the spectrum. Like, am I a jerk for posting this? Like that I was annoyed by this workout, even though it was a lot faster than what a lot of other people can do. And then you get a lot of the like the sympathy response of, oh, you're so fast anyway. It's like, yeah, thanks. I, I But that wasn't as fast as I wanted to be today. Right. Because you were trying to challenge yourself and push your boundaries to a different level that day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's important for us to remember, too, is you're not posting that as, as a way to brag. You're not trying to post this as you saying, ha ha, look, I'm faster than you. That's definitely not who you are at all. And so you're, you're just trying to connect just and share. To share the journey. Yeah. You're just trying to share your journey, which your times are a lot different than ma- the majority of real life runners out there, but you're still having the same stinky workout you know, or the same great workout if you have a good day and you're just trying to share your journey. And the times are really irrelevant to anybody else other than yourself. One last thing I want to cover on the whole racing thing is, is how you compare. Okay. So there have been some local 5k races that I show up to that I just show up just to kind of, it's the school 5k at the school that I work at. So I go and I do that one, or there's another one that, that we've done regularly that I show up at. But if I'm not trained for that race, it's just a race that falls along my training cycle. And I show up because I should show up to that 5k. I don't necessarily have the right mind frame going in. And depending on who else shows up, I end up just running against them. Okay. So then my comparison very much relies upon everybody else in the race which could go nicely, could go poorly. You know, last time we had our like Christmas 5k at the school, there wasn't a whole lot of other competition. I went out and I was basically racing up against the lead bike and I didn't run a great time. I won and everyone was like, Oh, Hey, way to go. And I was just like, all right, cool. And then there were other races where I, I was not prepared to run it. And there was a guy who was going to take it in like 15 flat and I couldn't keep up with him. And so my comparison was negative because I didn't end up comparing to myself as opposed to, um, like the, the second marathon I ran, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I wanted to do in that race. And so the race went out. I lost the lead pack for a little bit. I was at the back of the pack and I was like, no, 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 this is the pace I want. I'm comfortable with this pace. I've got it. And then we went like up and over this little hill and hit the the beach on the other side. And I was like, the pack is not moving fast enough. I need to start going. And it was, it was a little scary at first because it was a marathon and half marathon mm-hmm. and we hadn't split yet. So I was taking the lead over people that were running half the distance. Yeah. 
And, but I knew, I knew how fast I was capable of going that day. I knew mm-hmm. what I could bring. And so it took the fear away because I'm like, no, I am well within myself. I can hit this and I can go. And at the end of that race, I felt awesome because I knew that I was in control for that race. Mm-hmm. You know, the comparison was to myself, not to the people around me. And, and I, I compared well to what I wanted to get out of that day. Okay. So how does this tie into the episode of, you know, your identity as a runner? How does that tie in? Well, it, it's a self-comparison. I am a runner and I'm going to be the best runner that I can be. Not the best runner relative to the people around me. You know, it was one of the first things we said of people don't even put themselves in the category of runner because they do a poor comparison to those around them. Right. You know, they're new to the sport. Someone who's been running for 20 years tries to pull them in and be like, no, you'll love running. It'll be great. And in their head, they're like, "Ah, I'm never going to be a runner. They've been running for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Compare to yourself. Yeah. Don't compare yourself to others because it doesn't always go well. So your identity as a runner is only tied to you and is not tied to your comparison of you versus anyone else. Right. I mean, okay. obviously, you know, Olympians, it's, it gets a little tricky, but like we said before, I don't think we have a lot of Olympians listening. And if you do, please email us. Please email <laughs> us with an autographed picture. No, I'm just kidding. So once you have I- accepted this identity of runner, become a part of the running community because the running community is so amazing. Support those around you. That is one of the greatest things about runners in the running community is just the level of support. The running groups that we're a part of, you know, I'm a part of a local running group that, of moms that I meet up with a couple times during the week to run. And then we also have our Facebook tribe online where it's a virtual support group, but it's still there. It's still a support group. Be a part of the running community because it can add so much awesomeness to your life. Uh, it adds some. It adds great friendship. It adds accountability. It adds support. It, it's the the running community at its best is such an amazing welcoming group. And when people first transition over to to being a runner, it seems like a scary group because it seems like ooh, those people are all runners. They've got running terms and stuff. It is a very welcoming group. And anybody who's trying to join, if it looks like they're coming to join, let them join. Come on in. It is arms wide open. Yeah. Please come and join. Yeah. Be that welcoming. New runner, you know, Kevin is a high school teacher and he watches a lot of times these new freshman kids. They come into the lunchroom and they've got their trays and they don't really know where to sit, right? I mean, that is scary as heck. You know, you start high school, you've got one friend and they're during the other lunch period. Yes. And where are you going to sit? And having, when you walk past a table and having just another kid pull a chair out and say, hey, sit here, it's life changing. Yeah. You know, watching that kid's face light up of, I just got accepted. Mm-hmm. The feeling of Acceptance is huge and and overwhelming. Right. So if you are a part of a running group or if you are a a runner, accept those. Welcome the other people into our world. You know, bring them in. Let them know that their time doesn't matter. Their pace doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you show up and that you're doing your best and that you're just identifying yourself as the best runner that you can be. Yeah, and if you're looking for an online group to join, join our online tribe. Yeah, join the tribe. Check it out, realliferunners.com. You can request access to the Facebook tribe right there. 
So as always, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We actually have one more thing that I wanted to mention before we wrap wrap up, and that is a new way to support the podcast. We have started a Patreon page, so if you would like to support the podcast, if you like what we're doing and would like to help us offset some of the cost of production, you can pledge as little as a dollar a month, a dollar per episode, or any other amount you want. You can just go over to realliferunnerspodcast.com, and there's a, a box at the top of the screen that says click here to support the show. Click there. It'll take you over to Patreon where you can make a monthly pledge to help us out. We would really, really appreciate that support for what we are doing here every week. So thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you next week.